Over the last five games now, Ball State allowed 79 points to Miami, 82 to Buffalo, 72 to Toledo, 75 to Northern Illinois, and Bowling Green already with 66 points this afternoon. Still seven and a half minutes to play. Francis Kiapwe knocks down the first of three free throws. The second one clanks off the back iron. No good. Kiapwe on the year, one of the better free throw shooters on the team, 76% coming in. His third free throw is up, and that one is good. So Kiapwe makes two of three. He now has 10 points this afternoon to match Jeremiah Davis in double figures. The only two in double figures for the Cardinals, each with 10. Rashawn Holmes has the basketball for Bowling Green. To Zach Denny in the corner, they get it down for Spencer Parker on the right block. Kick out goes back to Denny. His three on the way, and this one misses no good. Bo Calhoun rips down the rebound for Ball State. Outlet pass goes to Xavier Turner. Pull up three, top of the key. No good. Rebound is dragged out of the air by Zach Denny. And Bowling Green with the Marquee Lish trots into the forecourt with a 22-point lead. Rashawn Holmes makes a tough catch on Bo Calhoun. Faces him up from 15 feet. And from the short corner, misses a jump shot. Jeremiah Davis grabs the rebound on the weak side for the Cardinals. With his bright green Nike Kobe Bryant shoes on his feet. Right wing Xavier Turner. He gets into the lane, kicks out for Francis Kiapwe in the far corner, and Kiapwe knocks down a three. Coach Whitford claps his hands as Kiapwe now with the team high 13 points. And Ball State is back within 19 with six and a half to go in the ball game. Rashawn Holmes sees a jump shot and was wide open as Bo Calhoun fell underneath the screen. Holmes continuing to show that range and he's done a little bit of everything Noah as he knocks down the jumper. That three point basket gives him 20. That's the fourth time this season where he's gone over 20. He's a perfect two for two behind the three point line. When he's got it going from behind the arc, he's, a, he's very, very hard to guard, Peter. 69-47, Bowling Green with the lead as Francis Kiapwe has the ball poked away from him. He tracks it down right in front of Coach Whitford on the right side of the floor. Xavier Turner with the left-hand dribble will maneuver it to the left side. Five seconds on the shot clock. Ball screen comes from House. Turner's going to have to heave it here. Gets it to House, and the Cardinals aren't going to get a shot off. Franco House jacks one toward the rim from 17 feet. All kinds of off-balance and the weak side rebound is collected off the glass from Rashawn Holmes. Now to Anthony Henderson in the court, about 25 feet out right in front of us. In between the circles to Denny and now to Rashawn Holmes, and I've got to think that here in the next couple minutes we'll be seeing some of the reserves from Bowling Green's bench, and whatever is, is left of Ball State's bench, we'll probably see that as well. Spencer Parker, middle of the lane, forces one up toward the rim. Didn't get a foul called, and he didn't like it either. Missed the shot, Franco House pulls down the rebound. In transition, Jeremiah Davis misses a pull-up 17-footer. Zach Denny with the board for Bowling Green. Finds Rashawn Holmes trailing in transition. And before Holmes could get the shot off, he's called for a travel. And Chris Jans has called a timeout for Bowling Green. I think it's just for substitutions is, is what he said. But I, actually, yeah, it's just for substitutions. They're going to keep both uh, teams players out on the floor. That last possession for Ball State, Jeremiah Davis took that 15-foot pull-up jumper. I didn't like that shot selection at all. He was a one-on-four, and he did. at least he was smart enough to not take it into four defenders. He came up for the pull-up jump shot, but when you miss that, there's not a single person on the Ball State roster who's out on the floor who's there to able to rebound that basketball. 69-47 to 47 as Bowling Green has indeed subbed in a couple of their reserves. J.D. Tisdale is in the game now for the Falcons, seeing his first action of the day. Sophomore guard out of Flint, Michigan. 
Josh Gomez also back into the game for Bowling Green. Jump shot on the way here from Spencer Parker. And that one is good from 15 feet from the left elbow. Free throw line extended, and that gives Bowling Green a 24-point lead. They have been in fuego in the second half, shooting 51% from the field in this ball game. And again, they were shooting just about 40% uh, at the halftime break. Francis Kiapwe going to have a going to draw a foul as he drives the baseline on the offensive end for Ball State. That one's going to go on Josh Gomez, his third. Team's fourth, and Sean Sellers will inbound for Ball State. 4.28 to go in the game. Rocco Belcaster, Bo Calhoun, Francis Kiapwe, and Xavier Turner, the five on the floor for Ball State. And an illegal screen called on Rocco Belcaster on the inbounds pass, trying to free Francis Kiapwe. And Bowling Green will take over. That's the second time this game where Rocco Belcaster has been called for a moving screen, and he's had that trouble a lot lately, Peter, yeah. where he, he's been called for the last three games here at home. He's been called for at least one in every single one of those games. I don't know if he's just trying to get an extra step to, to, to uh, screen the defender or what it is, but he's been called for that a lot lately. Skip pass going from Clark to Joseph on the far side of the floor. Now to the top of the wheel for Tisdale. Gets a ball screen at the free throw line and then loses it off the screen from Gomez. Turner picks it up into the forecourt. Hesitation dribble. He'll take a three, fading away, and Turner off balance gets that one to go. His second made field goal of the day. He now has five points. Ball State trails by 21, 71 to 50. Next whistle will result in immediate timeout, and here's the whistle right on cue as Javon Clark drove left, beat his defender, and Rocco Belcaster trying to draw the charge, going to be called for the blocking foul. Javon Clark will shoot free throws out of the timeout. 71 to 50, Bowling Green leads. We'll be back with the final 343 after this. This is Ball State Men's Basketball on Ball State Sports Link Radio. Live, this is WCRD Sports, powered by Sports Link Radio. Welcome back to WCRD's Live at 5. I'm Peter Hood with Sports, and it was a busy one, busy weekend in Ball State Athletics with several teams in action. We're going to recap it all for you here in our sports segment, and we'll begin with the football team. The Cardinals took to the road on Saturday to take on the Army Black Knights out in West Point. The Cardinals got off to a slow start offensively, and the defense struggled to stop Army's multi-dimensional rushing attack. In the end, the Cardinals dropped their fourth consecutive game by a final of 33-24. to Ball State fumbled on the second play of the game, allowing Army to take the early 7-0 lead, and the Black Knights never looked back. They never relinquished that lead, took a 20-10 lead into the halftime break, and they extended the lead to 17 by the end of the third quarter. Ball State's offense came to life and got moving late in the game, scoring on back-to-back -back drives to pull the Cardinals within a field goal, but it was too little, too late. Army proceeded to salt the game away by scoring a touchdown to cap off a 10-play, 75-yard drive to ice the game. Army ran all over the Cardinals, rushing for over 400 yards in the contest. Meanwhile, senior running back Jawan Edwards accounted for more than half of Ball State's total yardage on offense. Edwards finished the game with 186 all-purpose yards. The Cardinals are now 1-4 on the year. They will welcome Western Michigan into town on Saturday for homecoming. Meanwhile, the volleyball team stayed at home this weekend and enjoyed success inside Worthen Arena against a pair of conference foes. 
The Cards open the weekend with a thrilling five-set win against Eastern Michigan on Friday and followed it up with a four-set win against the Central Michigan Chippewas on Saturday. The match against Eastern saw the Cardinals get down two sets to one before coming back to win sets four and five by two points each. The Cardinals' defense was stout throughout the match as junior Katie Vasilakis and sophomore Nikki Box each finished with career highs in digs. In Saturday night's match versus Central Michigan, the defense was strong again, and the offense came around as well. Haley Benson and Kelly Hopkins paced the Cardinals with a combined 29 kills in that match. With two wins this weekend, the Cardinals moved to 9-8 overall and 3-1 in conference play. They will wrap up their homestand with a match against Toledo on Thursday. The soccer squad also enjoyed the luxuries of being at home this weekend, at least on Friday they did. The Cardinals opened the weekend with a solid 2-0 win against a reeling Central Michigan team, but followed that up with a disappointing 3-0 loss at the hands of the Toledo Rockets on Sunday. Sophomore goalkeeper Brooke Dennis was excellent in Friday's win, recording seven saves, and Madison Oyer and Jasmine Moses each scored second-half goals to propel the Cardinals to victory. Then came Sunday. A physical Toledo team came into town, desperate to snap a six-game losing streak, and they did so in dominant fashion against Craig Roberts' Cardinals. It started early as the Ball State defense conceded an own goal less than six minutes into the game. The Cardinals had several opportunities to equalize later in the first half but could never connect. Toledo tacked on another goal just over 15 minutes before halftime, and as the Cardinals started to wear down in the second half, the Rockets scored one more in the 60th minute to put Ball State away. Roberts said at the end of the game, quote, It was a physical game, and I think we were physically outmatched. End quote. The Cardinals are now 6-3-2 overall on the season and 2-2 two and two in Mid-American Conference play. They'll be on the road in Ohio next weekend. That's all for me, Peter Hood, with your Live at 5 Sports. All right, back on the Ball State football pregame show, previewing Ball State versus Bowling Green. Joining us now is the head coach of the Ball State Cardinals, Pete Limbo. Uh, coach, before we get to Bowling Green, wrapping up the 45-30 win over Eastern Michigan. Uh, overall, what are your thoughts on the win? Certainly, it was nice to get back on the winning side of the scoreboard this week. Absolutely. Good to get a win at home. It was really a tale of two halves. We played great in the first half and uh, really got out to a commanding lead in the game. Uh, Ironically, Jack Milas uh, breaks his wrist somewhere along the way, um, and, uh, and so Ozzie Mann played in the second half. We were fortunate we got a defensive touchdown early in the half, but really didn't play great on defense uh, as the game went on. We gave up a lot of explosive plays, a lot of first downs. We had some coverage busts that turned into touchdowns, but we were able to continue to move the ball offensively and, and score enough points offensively to keep a comfortable lead. So um, good to get a win, uh, but inconsistencies um, that have really reflected our whole season. And we talk about reaching our potential. And, and to me, win or lose, you want to look back and feel good about how you played. I think in some cases guys did, and in other cases guys didn't feel quite as good about their mm -hmm. performance. Uh, you mentioned the start. You guys got off too offensively and getting that big lead, 28-3, to heading into halftime. It uh, seemed like you guys got in a good rhythm early. What allowed you guys to have that success offensively in the first half? Balance. Uh, we were able to uh, run the football. Uh, we found some creative ways to run it, even though they were packing the box. Our offensive line did a nice job controlling the line of scrimmage. And, um, and that was really the key to it, being able to stay balanced and, and being able to run it in some spots where we really needed to run it. 
seniors just played their last home game of their careers here. Uh, they're going to play their blast game on, on Friday against Bowling Green. And obviously the 28 wins, most since 1980 for, for a, a class. And uh, you talk about the accomplishments on the field with the two bowl games as well. But when you look back on this senior class outside of the 28 wins, outside of the two bowl games, what will you remember about this group? Well, just how they all hung in there despite these really, really different backgrounds. You had five that were red shirts, which um, – or not, it's not a lot. You know, you look at next year's senior class, there's going to be 12 or 13 red shirts, but those five guys hung around through a coaching change. You had a group that came in, despite only being recruited for a month, that um, took a chance coming here. You had a handful of transfers join along the way. So it's really an ad hoc group. Um, it's, it's a group that uh, uh, some have played a lot, like Jawan Edwards, mm -hmm. and, and others uh, have only contributed in, in, in smaller ways. Um, some have dealt with a lot of injuries in their career. So the fact that they all hung in there, battled through adversity, um, that's good to see. And, um, you know, those transition years are, are never easy. Uh, and, and what you see is four years later, that's when it manifests themselves. But this group, while it's not a big group, they hung in there and, uh, and battled through all those things. After the longer layoff between UMass and Eastern Michigan, now you have a really quick turnaround. What kind of adjustments do you have to make in terms of scheduling and in terms of preparation, and what kind of challenges does that present your football team? Yeah, you're right. It's like uh, cramming for a final exam, having one day less. And uh, the biggest uh, task fell on the coaching staff to be prepared for the guys because Monday was a practice day, which is usually an off day when the coaches have all day to prepare. Uh, away from, from the players, but Monday was really a Tuesday, so we had to really burn the midnight oil from the minute that uh, Eastern Michigan game ended to be prepared with a game plan for when the guys came over here on Monday. Uh, Bowling Green, a team that obviously a high-powered offense. They like to run that spread, no-huddle offense. They, Matt Johnson went down at the beginning of the year, but James Canapi has stepped in at his place and done a phenomenal job. What have you seen on film from them and their offense that's allowed them to have so much success this year? Well, there's a lot of weapons in terms of skill players. Um, they have five receivers with over 20 catches. Four are actually receivers. One is a, is a tailback. Um, they're very multiple. You mentioned they go fast. So even though Kanapke comes in as a backup quarterback, he's got a terrific supporting cast that's allowed them to continue to run their system. And uh, they may not be doing quite as many things as they might if uh, Johnson was in the lineup, but certainly uh, Kanapke has helped them uh, to seven wins, and, uh, and they've done a nice job in the uh, east side of the conference, and it'll be a big challenge for our banged-up defense uh, in today's game. Obviously, you're, you're not playing for a bowl game like you would have liked to have been at this point in the season, but how much would a, min, a win mean over a team that's going to a MAC championship game uh, heading into the offseason to get some momentum going into the offseason? Yeah, obviously it would be a great way to finish. Um, but one way or the other, uh, we have to look back on this season and, uh, and really take stock in things we could control that we could have done better um, and some things that were out of our control that we just have to put behind us. And, uh, and you, can't, you can't lose sight of all the good things that we put in place as a program. But certainly, uh, I expect our guys to go out and put forth their best effort today. And here's one more opportunity to try to play consistent football for 60 minutes. Coach, we appreciate your time. Good luck. Uh, and uh, thanks for joining us all season long. My pleasure. Good to have you here.